Welcome to Dirt Road Divinity. I'm Lisa Wade, and I am honored to be the host of this scenic route of the soul. In episode one, I have the pleasure to talk with dear friend Doug Kester. Doug lives with his amazing wife and two young sons in the wilds of Alaska. Our conversation takes an interesting turn into his views on masculinity and how society really discourages men from being fully themselves and honoring their own emotional makeup. Doug shares his beliefs about the importance of connection, connection between people and places and the divine. As an avid outdoor enthusiast, he talks about how he honors nature and feelings of grace in interacting with all that nature has to offer. And as much as he loves the outside, Doug speaks about the importance of having the courage to really take a good look inside. Our own inner terrain is where the real adventure and the real potential power for positive change exists. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Doug Kester. It is Lisa Wade here with the very first episode of Dirt Road Divinity. And uh, woohoo, I am so excited. Um, you know, and, and really the purpose of this, of this new series is to really explore kind of the scenic root of the soul. And that for some of us, our path um, to understanding ourselves better and understanding our relationship with the divine better hasn't necessarily been a straight, well-paved road. <laughs> for some of us, it's been a little messy and a little windy and a little lost in the wilderness at times. And today, I am so excited to have with me dear friend, Doug Kester from Alaska. Doug, thank you so much hey. for joining um, on this very first conversation. You know, when the idea first hit me to do this and I thought, who, who would I love to talk to first on my birthday? I thought, it's Doug, it's Doug. <laughs> You're like a present <laughs> to myself. So thank you. And I know Aww. that, um, that your words and insights will be a gift to anyone who has the opportunity to watch and listen. Now, for those of you who don't have the luxury yet of knowing Doug, he's, he's just an amazing, an amazing person. I mean, I'll, I can share highlights about what you've done, you know, or what you do just in the sense of, you know, the, well, starting out as Peace Corps volunteer, for one thing, working in the fields of environmental health, behavioral and mental health, um, family planning, domestic violence prevention. You've got some really cool programs going on right now and projects with Native Wellness um, and working with the men in Alaska and also with uh, teenage girls in Pakistan, if that's correct. And so, and so many other things. That's just like way clips notes highlights so i'd love to hear more about what what you're up to but i also just wanted to give a little bit of insight about the the man and that's my very favorite part i had the chance to meet doug i think it was like maybe 2008 2009 somewhere around in there and um it was a, at a spiritual workshop and i just remember meeting you was the first time that i ever met someone who was a stranger and i felt in my heart, oh my gosh, that's what unconditional love feels like. That's what it feels like when it's just coming from another person. That's what unconditional love feels like. And that ha has just struck me and stayed with me ever since. And so thank you for being that kind of person. So Doug, welcome. And is there <laughs> anything else you'd like to share about 
<laughs> you know, what you do, where you are, you're in, in Alaska, and really what lights you up these days? <laughs> well, I, first off, I probably just got to share that I don't have uh, anyone's answers because <laughs> I'm still <laughs> trying to find my own. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so, um, oh, I, you always make me smile and my heart lights up when you're around two so this is easy peasy to, to feel that way um <clears throat> lately you know it's it's funny you asked that like what lights me up because i've been lucky enough because i have um, an amazing family and wife and and other supportive people that i can kind of follow what lights me up a little bit i'm not um you know, it's all work, but um, to be able to choose your path that excites you is so important. Oh, it is like, that is like what drives me. And I know we've all heard like, follow your bliss, but I don't even know what bliss exactly means. And it always seems a little like, wait, maybe that's too much. I don't know. <laughs> no, I want to follow that too. But I just kind of go with like, what, what excites me. And um lately uh it is it has been um it's been working with men mm -hmm. because i because uh, i'm a man and i am trying to figure it out and i'm i work in the field of violence prevention and it's one of those things where like we haven't been very good at engaging men we've made it really hard for men to engage in it because we put up all these weird limitations and all these like things where like, well, you gotta be like this if you wanna, you know, be a part of it. Right now, my my philosophy is wherever you are at, we we welcome you in because we want you involved. We want your voice, um, we want your spirit, and we need your we need your caring. We we need to stop harming people, you know. I'm really, it's, it's such a big thing for me. It's just, um, we, we got to stop. So let's, let's do it. It doesn't have to be this big, heavy thing either. Like we can do it and still, um, still make it joyous, you know, and um, just that connecting with men for me, just one-on-one -on -one with other men or one-on-two or one-on-three. I've been so lucky to be able to do that lately. And uh, every time I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. This is, I'm feeling a little weird. I don't know if I can do it. And then I do it and it just like feeds me. It so feeds me. Yeah. And <clears throat> one more thing I got to say, because I have this other thing. So I have, I, I have such amazing people in my life. And, um, these, these native men have been really helping me and, um, and quite honestly, um, the Black Lives Matter movement has really taught me a lot because I've really delved into it. And I've been being pushed and now I'm just freely going into it to like see, like look at my ancestors. Where did I come from? Like, who am I? Who are my people? And I, I know that could be a couple different things. You could have your spiritual lineage, your star mm -hmm. lineage. I'm just thinking like my genetic lineage because I'm connected to them. I truly believe it. And that's Alaska native and other natives say that like we're all connected. It's not happening. Oh, that was in the past. No, it's a, it's a, it's a wheel. Yeah. And 
every time I discover another thing about my lineage, I feel like I expand a little bit more. And I, I swear, it's like, it sounds weird to say that, but it's like a real feeling. Like I am growing energetically by connecting with my ancestors and where they came from and um, the beauty that they, um, they're, they're holding and they did hold. So that's a couple that. things. I love that. <laughs> well, and just seeing how you light up talking about it, it's clear that, you know, that it's coming from the heart and that it, that it matters. And it feels like just kn knowing a little bit, uh, you know, about you and kind of your path a little bit that the essence of what you put into like your spiritual work is also the essence of what you bring to your work work in the world. You know, that idea that, that there is connection, that connection actually matters. Um, my guess is to the extent that you're, that you're being effective in your work with the men is because of the connection and relationship that you're building. Oh, I love that connection, connection, connection. I can't say enough. Um, I was in, I was teaching in the seventh and eighth grades like a few months ago before COVID when we could do that. And we were teaching about um, substance misuse. And um, really, it comes down to the opposite of addiction is not what you think it is. It's connection. That, is, that was our message in the end. Because when you're connected, when you feel connected to others and connected to yourself, Boom. Addiction it doesn't have a foothold, and it, it it can't because connection is that powerful of of a thing. If that, I guess if you call it a thing, I don't. <laughs> it, it's amazing. It matters. So in in a in a big picture, big picture perspective, thinking connection, yes, connection with people, but then connection with the great beyond, whatever whatever that is. I'm curious, what do you believe? Like what, do, for, from like a spiritual perspective, what, 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 are your, what are your beliefs? What do you hold? It's so cool that somebody asked me that question because it's kind of like one of those things you're like, I wish somebody would ask that. <laughs> but um, I don't think anyone ever has. So, uh, so there you go. I got it. Somebody asked me that. I'm going to ask somebody else that just to pass it on. Um, <laughs> um, you know what? Okay. One of the main tenets of my beliefs is to not have a really rigid belief system because I, you know, I mean, we've all like are transforming and changing every day. And I, I learned that early on by some amazing teachers, uh, but as soon as you like really solidify it, then there's this whole other realm you're like blocking out. So I know I do that because we all hold beliefs and um, subliminally they're in there. And there's, you know, so many of my own beliefs I'm trying to like overcome even because <laughs> I know they're in there. And um, I, you know, I might consciously say I don't believe it, but there's parts of me that, that do. And that, those are like limitations, honestly. Yeah. <clears throat> but in the end, one thing I can say that doesn't limit, limit me is my belief in what I call the spirit that moves in all things. Love it. And um, that is just, I feel like there's an energy that moves in all of us, all of 
my plant brothers and sisters back there, all the animals, um, through Mother Earth, through the rocks, through the whole the whole thing. And that that energy to me is like a, a foundation of like what I respect, what I love, what I honor. And um, it really, it really fuels me because it does, I think, really fuel me because it's moving within me. And when I, when I hold on to it, it, it can bring me to beautiful, beautiful places of inside myself and outside of, of knowing, of mm -hmm. knowing about it all. And that's, wait, that, that reminds me, there's one other thing that I really feel is important right now is I used to think I was on this like warrior's journey and, you know, I'm going to change the world. And, you know, I, I really got into that. It's like, I think it was Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey and all that. And I'm still so into it. But I realized, even though I am doing all this externally, the real journey is like inside. You got the it. real like quest and like slaying dragons which i don't even like to say because i like dragons but like maybe my inner <laughs> my inner dragons that need to be uh transformed we'd say um <clears throat> it's so on the inside and um even though i'm embracing my world and it's not easy and i i, I guess i say this easier than i do it so i'll admit that right out but I know it's on the inside. I know that's a big part of my journey and where I need to go and where I need to really find healing for myself. And hopefully then I can help others. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of goes back to that. And it was a Buddha, you know, be, be the change you wish to see in the world or Gandhi, I guess it was Gandhi, but you know, that to heal the world, we have to first heal ourselves, that it starts, that it starts there. And that's part of the concept with this idea of dirt road divinity is that it's not just the external journey, but sometimes, well, most of the time when we take the journey inside, man, that's where the mudslinging starts and the deep pits that you didn't know existed and fire breathing dragons that you didn't know were there that could be allies if you let them be, right? They don't have to be scary enemies, <laughs> but whoo, it, it's not I for know. sissies. I mean, no, it isn't. It's wait, I got to tell one thing because you just said that I read this study that men were like um, being studied and it was either they had to they had two choices to reflect, just sit quietly and reflect on how they're feeling or to get electric shocks. Guess what they chose? I can electric shocks because yeah. they're like, Hell no. I don't, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel how I'm feeling. <laughs> so why is that? Do you think, what, what do you think underlies that? Because uh, there was no doubt what the answer was going to be. We're all like, well, we know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, you know, it's, um, I'm the same way. So I have no judgment towards it because it takes, it, it takes focus for me. It takes like, going my attention my focus and i have to turn it inward because it doesn't sometimes feel that good i mean i can make myself feel all cheery and stuff but then that's i also want to look at those shadow parts of me and i i've realized in um that if i can if i can 
feel that energy, it might, you don't even have to label it, especially we, men don't have to like, you know, talk about it or label it. They just feeling it. And when I feel it, it starts to lose its power. It starts to dissipate a, a little bit. And that charge, that super energetic charge, which is really hard to sit with, starts to go away a little bit. And um, anyway, it's, it's definitely not easy. And I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why we don't do it. <laughs> You know, to kind of circle back around for just a second, when we were talking about addiction before and your work in, with the seventh and eighth graders and the idea that the opposite of addiction is connection. And it seems that, and, and you said not only connection with other people, but also connection with yourself on the inside. And just looking at some of, some of the men who have been in my life who have struggled with addiction um, to very dire consequences, it feels like it, it, it truly was a connection issue. You know, I, I, I get where people will say alcoholism and other, other addictions, um, you know, are, are, are incredibly difficult to overcome and really hard to break. And I wonder how much of that lack of connection to self um, or not knowing what to do with the feelings, the anger, the sadness, the fear, the, you know, all the feelings that so often it feels like men in our society are discouraged from looking at or discouraged from, from exhibiting, discouraged from owning. Um, I, I've just often wondered how, you know, I know when, I know when I get sad, I eat tortilla chips. You know, I might not drink a lot or, you know, do drugs or whatever, but I, I'll, I'll throw down a bag of tortilla chips if I don't look at what's making me sad. And so do you think that there's, that there's a connection there with, with the sometimes unwillingness or uncomfortableness of, of addressing feelings or, or just being willing to feel the feelings and leading to some behaviors that can be problematic? You know, um, I, I'm so fascinated by masculinity and um, it doesn't, you know, anyone could be male identified in my perspective, but in masculinity, there's always both inside of us also in my perspective, but just masculinity, what is that? And so much of what we think it is, is actually social constructs. Because when you go back in history, when you go back, you're like, oh no, men always didn't suppress their emotions. <laughs> Sometimes in some cultures, it's fine to like let them out. But honestly, in our culture today, um, we teach boys at an early age to don't cry. Don't like, why are you feeling that intensely? You know, stop, stop that. And I, I quite honestly, when I was little, I was a quieter crier <laughs> and I, um, I did a lot and I, I stopped it inside myself. I still have trouble like reactivating it. Um, but it's, you know, men, it turns out little boys, I have two little boys. So I, so cute. I, I watch emotions every day. It turns out the other studies show that little boys actually have a greater um, outpouring of emotions, you know, more intensely than even little girls. I, I don't know where that came from. I could be totally wrong, but I know it's not wrong in my house. So I got two little boys and they feel emotion so intensely and they just like, it's like going up and down. And 
And I have to remember, don't try to stop it. Don't try to like plug it up because that's what happened to me. And men can feel a whole rainbow of emotions, but we've told them, oh no, you have your choices. You can feel anger. You know, you might, you can feel kind of some excitement in sports. You might be able to show love for your brother in um, when it comes to like war or sports. <laughs> Otherwise, um, you want to like limit that. And and it's really it's really hurt not only men but I think it's hurt all of society. And I'm not talking about like oh we have to be more feminine or anything of the sort. I'm just saying we got to honor our authentic selves and what's what's going on inside. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being willing to, to go there. I've always, you know, so often I've, I've encountered men that, that stay in their heads a lot, a whole lot of mental, uh, mental activity going on or physical activity going on. But when it comes to heart stuff, you can tell there's like 10,000 walls and that hearts behind, you know, like Fort Knox type, you know, protection. But then I think back to, what is courage and where does bravery come from? And that whole protector type, you know, archetype that, that we think about and that I think a lot of men aspire to be more than just a provider, but, but also, you know, the, the, the protector, the leader. And if we can't go to heart, it seems that we lose out on some of the beautiful things that come from that, like courage and like bravery and like passion, you know, feeling really passionate about projects, which it's so clear, you feel passionate about the projects that you're working on. And yeah, I just, it, it feels like if we can allow men to create, not allow, but invite and encourage men to be all that they are, you know, not just a socially accepted piece of it, but all of it, ah, oh, can't even imagine what society would look like if that was the case. Oh, it's so true. I, you know, someone uh, in this thing I'm working um, in the last week with like these girls from Pakistan and Sri Lanka and even the U.S. Um, we were supposed to draw our safe place, draw like our place of safety, and I realized I was like, I don't know if I, if I feel safe <laughs> anywhere and I think part of that is that protector stance like I I honestly do have that when I'm at home I'm like the, and I'm not you know like some crazy protector or anything but I just I hold that space of like this is my job and it's in there somewhere inside me even you know I let my guard down and stuff but I realize that I am um, I need to create that. I need to create that protective space and that safe place inside myself so I can feel this stuff. And I, I can feel. And so much of it is, and it's so funny because um, the, it's the whole thing about vulnerability, right? Like, oh my gosh, vulnerability. And men are like, vulnerability, I'm not letting my guard down to do that. But I keep thinking, I always go back um, and I, I've learned this from Brene Brown, so I'll just put that out there. But I go back to the idea, like when you are, when like men are in conflict or in sports, there's times you make yourself vulnerable. You find the courage to make yourself vulnerable to protect others. Yeah. And it's time we like did that 
for ourselves. Yeah. We need to like turn that into ourselves and we need to make that like open ourselves up vulnerable. You don't have to go and tell everyone, you know, and like expose it all, but just for yourself. And it's, it's still scary. It's, <laughs> but uh, I feel like it can move mountains inside. Yeah. That whole day, what was the name of her? Um, oh, the book, was it Braving the Wilderness? I think that was the title. I'm not sure, but it, it was the whole idea that the most strength or the most courage or bravery that, that we have is when we choose to stand truly and authentically within ourselves, you know, truly and authentically within our beliefs and within what matters to us and we're passionate about and what lights us up, even if those around us might be like, what, <laughs> you know, you what? Um, but, but that that is where true courage is, is really shown. Um, and it just dawned on me that it's that wilderness component because sometimes you can feel like you're alone in the wilderness and it can feel scary to, to be that vulnerable. But that gets me into kind of my, my last question here, which is, I know just because, you know, we're, we're, Facebook friends, and you are so great about letting the rest of us live vicariously through your adventures in Alaska. So I know that you and your family spend a ton of time outside, um, whether it's kayaking or hiking, climbing, camping, you know, the whole business. Why is that? Why is that important to you? And why is that important to you to share with your family? Oh, that's such a cool question, because it's not even something I think about just like something that um it just happens and i you know i feel like part of it is the challenge i love i love like interacting with the elements yeah um fire water earth and air and i love that challenge of like the raw interaction with them there's that and then there's like just the grace yeah. and just being fed by by that grace, and I'm lucky to live in Alaska, and our our places we go are like pure, and just like, I'm sometimes they've been untouched for ever <laughs> since the beginning of time, as far as we know it, <laughs> and um, that feeds this this like essential part of my spirit that um, I can't even like it's not like a word thing you know it's like a whole it's the whole other part of me that doesn't I don't have to like label it or like label things out in nature just to like stand and feel it around me and the water moving and uh I just I love all aspects of it is that seriously a bear that got into your truck recently <laughs> it's true we had one just actually just two days ago again I had to it was funny because I had to um kind of confront it and I had this I, I was trying to record it and I was because I was holding I was holding this two by four and um I was like it kind of snarled at me and then uh and then it was in a vulnerable spot and I was like I cannot throw this two by four on this little bear because actually it, it was a little bear it was a young one and um and it snarled at me, but I kept thinking, I'm like, you know, I wasn't even offended by that. If a human came in my yard and snarled at me, I would have went like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it would do such a thing. But 
that's what's so neat about nature. Like it doesn't touch your self-importance. Like you, you don't get offended. Like I might fall down a rock. I'm not gonna like scream and blame that rock. So <laughs> it gives you like another way of experiencing the world without humans to like, you know, cause they bring up so much weird stuff. It actually pushes all those buttons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. oh, that's that's great. Well, I love the fact, you know, some people go do their adventures on their own and the fact that you share it with your family and, and are raising your boys, it seems to really value being outside to value the experience of not only family time, but family time together out in nature and in the wilderness. Do you find that, you know, to bring this conversation full circle, when you were talking about, you know, your beliefs and believing in the energy that connects and moves through all things? I'm taking it that you feel that when you're out, especially as well. Oh, I so do. I feel that. And I, I mean, personally, it's even more than that. I, I believe in um, nature spirits. Yeah. Um, for me, they're the, um, they're the energies that create form. They take energy and turn it into form. So I mean, you can call it what you want. We have all sorts of different names for them. But for me, it's just like pure energy. And I, I honor that. And I, it's so cool to like honor things outside yourself or feel like that appreciation and feel that, that power, you know, of things outside yourself and outside our media world. Because you can feel all that, but um, it doesn't really touch you in the same way. <laughs> mm, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of your soul and a piece of your heart with us here today. Is there anything else you'd like to encourage or, or share just along the lines of this dirt road divinity, you know, scenic root of the soul concept? What would, is there anything that you'd like to encourage or inspire others or just share? You know, I, um, I feel like it's hard living on planet earth it's freaking hard. And um, there's no, like, everyone's telling us what's right, what's wrong. Everything feels really polarized right now. And I feel, I feel for you, whoever you are. I don't care what polar extreme you're on or none of them. I feel for you because it's, um, it's a, you know, it can't be understated that it's one step at a time. And um, I just, if you can take one step towards the inside, mm -hmm. one step, and maybe it's not as, as scary in there as it is outside of us as we think. Maybe this is the perfect time for turning in because then at least, you know, exactly. for a minute, we might avoid all the crazy on the out. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate you. And I just, the chance to share your spirit with other people and I, you know, in, in, in the world, I just, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. So thank you for sharing your time. And I really look forward to connecting again, very, very soon, <laughs> very soon, hopefully. Yeah. Anytime. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the Dirt Road Divinity podcast and even leave a review. If you'd like to see the video versions of the conversations, head on over to YouTube and look for Lisa Wade Alchemy. They're all available there. You can also find us on Facebook at the Dirt Road Divinity page. Bye.